Hello, welcome to episode number 29 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, blooming with Gracie Hu. <laughs> Today, I'm going to talk about suffer for love with a sick romanticism. Who in this planet never fell in love and never suffered for it? And why did I call this episode sick romanticism? Because if it was something healthy, it wouldn't cause suffering, right? It wouldn't cause any harm. It wouldn't be painful. So what is the opposite of healthy is sick. And right now, when I'm recording this podcast, there are a few planets in Pisces, which is the most romantic sign. And we have the Sun, Venus, Neptune, and the Moon is getting closer to all those planets. So, people who are usually romantic right now can feel even more romantic and lost in their fantasies, romantic fantasies, love fantasies. I was very romantic once in my life when I was much younger and I suffered so much, like everybody, I think. And I realized that being practical sensible and realistic would be much better because I would suffer much less. So right now, <laughs> with all those planets in Pisces exaggerating the romanticism for people in general, I decided to do this episode trying to stimulate some common sense in all those romantic people out there. Because suffering is not a good thing, right? Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. With time and a lot of studies and practice, I became my own guru and a reality changer. And what is this? I access the forces and intelligences in the unconscious to make them work in my favor and in my client's favor to transform reality consciously because our reality is created in our unconscious and it doesn't matter if we are aware of this or not. And I help people motivated by self-improvement to become their own gurus too and to transform their reality consciously using those hidden inner powers. Because I don't know if you are aware of this, but the cause of everything in your life is within you and to change the effects you need to work on the cause. So, do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So, stay here and let's have a conversation. As incredible as it may seem, there are people who like to suffer for love. Yes, they find it beautiful, romantic, even noble. But what I see is a brainwashing of the media to sell movies, books and music. The ideal romantic love with a happy ending is overrated in my opinion because in practice, It's not quite like that, and we all know this. 
that idea of they lived happy ever after is not what really happens after a couple get married, right? Living under the same roof in practice is not so romantic many times. I don't think it's beautiful to suffer for love, or in many cases, obsession, actually, because many people think they are in love with someone when they are actually obsessed by that person or the idea of having that person in their lives, possessing that person. But anyway, even considering that there is real love, it's not beautiful. Any kind of suffering, it's not beautiful, actually. Even more if it is an impossible or unrequited love, right? Let's consider this. With so many, so many people available in the world, what is the point of thinking obsessively about one you cannot be with? Well, I can only think that lack of common sense and masochism explains. As a therapist, I think that clinging to an impractical love dream makes me suspect that the person, in fact, is unable to relate in the practice of real life and everyday life. So they flee to the world of fantasy and take refuge there, especially those who consider themselves very romantic and uh, when I see someone who is extremely romantic I suspect they are not so good in dealing with real people in real relationships in practice because they have this strong tendency to live a love story in their own imagination especially those who are always attracting an impractical love You know, they are always falling in love with people they cannot be with. For no matter the reason, they fall in love with someone in another relationship or someone who lives very far from them. So the contact can only be in a long distance way or if they fall in love with someone who doesn't feel the same way for them or doesn't even know how they feel. And that's the case of uh, platonic passion, right? In these cases, I even understand. After all, in their imagination, everything is perfect. The other is never disappointing and the circumstances are always favorable and pleasurable. There are no misunderstandings, arguments, fights, setbacks and frustrations. The desired person knows what and how to do to give us pleasure. He's always affectionate, gentle, careful, loving, and more. The ideal is odorless. <laughs> no strange or unpleasant smells or sounds in the dream, nor irritating manias the other person has. And they are always in a good mood. Don't complain nor criticize you for not being the way he or she would like. The idealized being in fantasy is just perfect. And everything is perfect with them. So see, in your imagination, you have the perfect script, the perfect love story, and the perfect character that will fulfill your fantasies, that will do everything right to please you, and you have the scenario just perfect, maybe a house by the beach, 
the other person will know exactly what to do and what to say to make you happy. It's the dream, right? You don't have to worry about anything in your love dream, in your imagination. So I totally understand people who like to feed their imagination with uh, romantic situations because everything there is just perfect or almost. After all, the imagined love dream has no colors or tastes and in it you cannot feel the touch of the loved one. You can just imagine what it would be like if it were, but it is not. In practice and in reality, the ideal partner may not even have chemistry with you. The kiss may be weird and he or she may not be as good in bed as you might imagine. That's the thing, the issue, the problem, whatever, with a lot of imagination. When you feel you are in love with someone, you have everything figured out in your head, right? But if you have the chance to really be with that person, uh, reality may be quite different from your fantasies. Because in practice, you can have no chemistry, right? Things can be very weird. The real person cannot be as perfect as in your imagination. And their performance in kissing or hugging or dating or in bed, whatever, can be very disappointing. And whose fault is it? Hmm? I think that the escape to the world of imagination is justified for those who have already suffered in their love life and are afraid to try and suffer again. But in the dream, you are also never surprised positively because your imagination dictates everything that the other must do and say to please you. And however fertile your mind may be, in the dream the idea can be really boring and it's certainly quite predictable because you are in charge of your imagination. So you are creating all the scenes, all the situations and dialogues with your ideal one, right? So it's pretty predictable. You have no surprise and that's why it can be boring. And for you, my dear listener, who are suffering with the end of a relationship or with a platonic passion, which has not even turned into anything else, I have a powerful mantra to eliminate the pain. It was just another person who went through your life. Really, for real. Stop giving this creature so much importance. They are probably not all that you believed in your head. They are just another being that crossed your life like so many others in the past, including in other lives, your past lives, and who you can completely forget about tomorrow. Stop for a minute and think about how many people have already crossed your life your previous existence, how many fathers, mothers, siblings you already had, how many people you encountered so far, considering your past lives. And if you don't believe in past lives, how many people have you already met in this present life? Changing your point of view can make a big difference and it really makes a big difference in dealing with any situation or any person. 
the probability of you meeting someone else that you will have much more chemistry with or uh, who you will get along much better exists. So why thinking that uh, this was the only person that you could fall in love or you could really love in your life? Again, my mantra to this It was just another person who went through your life, who crossed your path, who crossed your life. And there are millions of people out there who you can be more compatible with. So do not suffer for what is not worth it. And here I ask, who in this world is worth so much suffering? Now, talking about sex romanticism or love as a drug, because yes, I consider that for many people, they use love as a drug. And here you have to consider the people who love to be in love or who fall much more in love with the idea of being in love than with the target of their passion. Because the intoxicating feeling with all the hormones involved leaves them in a state where life becomes easier and more pleasurable. For many, this idealized and gunny romanticism with which they are nourished is nothing more than a hallucinogenic drug. They are addicted to what I call romantic opiates, which distort reality so much to the point that the individual completely loses common sense. Have you ever seen someone falling in love and becoming dumb, fool, or with an IQ drop? Someone that starts to behave, you know, crazy and you cannot recognize them anymore. Those are the extreme romantic people. They make love plans without any basis in reality. They imagine situations totally impractical since they don't even consider the other person's conditions to fulfill their fantasies. Often they don't even consider whether they are actually reciprocated. The delirium is so big that they already assume that they are also loved and desired simply because they love and desire the other so much. Or else that their love is so huge as to irrevocably conquer their muse if they just have a chance to do so. For these romantic and dreamy individuals, the other is an inspiration for their fantasies, even sexual. But this figure that they idealize can be quite different from the person of flesh and blood. They create their own version of the loved one and cling to it as a lifeline for happiness in this cruel world. So, in practice, in reality, they are having a wonderful and perfect relationship with someone they idealize in their mind, in their imagination. They are not really dealing with the real person, you know, with flaws, with specific qualities and specific temperament. And they feel at the first moment a physical attraction, very powerful. So they use that physical image to build a whole character in their minds who will perform the way they expect and who will say things and behave the way they want them to. 
and they will create so many perfect situations, romantic situations to live a love story with that person, but only in their imagination. They are not having a love exchange or any kind of relationship with the real person, but only with that person they created in their mind. It's a true hallucinogenic trip. And woe to anyone who tries to wake this creature to reality. If you know someone who is that romantic, loses contact with reality when in love, oh, be careful not to tarnish and destroy their love dream. Someone looking from outside, if having more lucidity, can see that the object of so much dedication is not all that. As much as he or she is a nice person, they're still a human being in the improvement process, right? And if the feeling were proportionally reciprocal, there would be less fantasy and more reality in the relationship with a satisfactory exchange for both parts, of course. How to make a dreamer like that wake up? Only with the shock of reality, which is precisely what they don't want. They want the drug, the opium, the love dream, the person they idealized. But as the illusion always results in disappointment, after all, they are an inseparable pair, right? Every illusion is always followed by a disappointment. When you see an illusion, you can always expect a disappointment coming after. And when you see a disappointment, you can know that there was an illusion there before. So sooner or later, the person will have a fall according to the heights they reached in their flights of imagination. And the pain of disappointment will be devastating. But will that person learn that lesson and have common sense the next time managing their dreaming mind? Or will they have a relapse after all, they are an incurable romantic, right? In my opinion, and what we can see out there is that love without common sense usually causes suffering. And the addict who does not recognize and watch their weakness is always prone to fall into the trap of easy and immediate pleasure from the drug. So, excessive romanticism in a poorly managed mind can be very, very harmful and cause what I call unnecessary sufferings. It's about self-mastery or what I call self-possession, possession of yourself, which is the subject of a previous episode in my podcast. It's about really being in charge of your own mind, you know, because you are the only person that can put order inside of you. No one can go inside your mind and establish discipline with your thoughts. This is your work. This is your responsibility, how you manage your own mind, your thoughts and emotions and how you deal with your own imagination if you let them increase to the point of losing contact with reality or not. If you don't have much common sense, you can always develop some and the rest is a matter of practice because as someone already said, 
practice leads to perfection, but uh, you got to start at some point, somehow, unless you really like to suffer for love or for any other reason. That's your choice. But if you are done suffering unnecessarily in your life, then you can always do something. And that's what self-improvement is about. That's what doing therapy is about, to become a better person for yourself and as an extension for other people, being able to build better relationships. And of course, it will require not only humility and courage from you, but real effort to do your inner work. And today we have a lot of content, even free content about self-help. But sometimes it's really necessary to have someone neutral to observe you and your behavior to guide you better because a book can be helpful. But if you don't change your point of view or you cannot see clearly how you are making mistakes in your life, then you won't go that far. Or at least you take longer to have a real improvement. That's the role of a therapist or even just a good friend with good sense and a very realistic friend. But the difference between a good friend and a therapist is the therapist is not there to judge you, right? And is more trained and has more experience in guiding other people through this process of self-improvement. What I see is that for many people who suffer for love, the case is much more an ophthalmological issue than a cardiac one. Really, it's not that they were hit by Cupid with a poisoned arrow. No, they have uh, an ophthalmological limitation because they see everything with what I call pink lens. And it's not easy for them to give up the pink lens with which they like to see everything and everybody. In fact, facing and accepting reality, giving up the dream, would be too painful and devastating to them since it is fantasies that give meaning and color to their dull lives. For those romantic people out there, when they are in love with someone, they feel alive. Their lives are not in black and white anymore. They have a purpose. Everything makes sense to them. So that's the risk of being so romantic because love can really be taken as a drug to make them feel in a different state of mind, more alive and happy, of course. No wonder the saying goes that love is blind. But when the one who loves is foolish. Suffering is almost inevitable. One thing is certain. Against facts, there are no arguments. For those who are reluctant to see and accept the reality of the facts, preferring escapist attitudes, I only say this. It is not because you deny or ignore something that it ceases to exist. And I say more. Illusion imprisons and truth frees. And in my opinion, what is the risk of being extremely romantic? People think that this is a, a good characteristic, right? There are those who brag about being romantic, like this was 
an amazing thing. But if they are that kind of romantic that really lose contact with reality and get lost in their imagination, relating to an ideal and not real people, the risk is their tendency to be disappointed at some moment will be very high, right? And after a few falls, of course, uh, every disappointment in life hurts. But the, the higher they go in their imagination, the bigger the fall, right? And it will be much more painful. And at some point, someone can just give up of love relationships because they got too damaged and too hurt. And what happens in this kind of situation? There is this concept that I have of sabotaging subpersonalities. And if you don't know what this is, there is a previous episode in my podcast. A sabotaging sub is an entity in your psyche acting behind the scenes of your unconscious to create your reality. Actually, our reality is being created in our unconscious all the time, even if we are not aware of this. And why do I call it sabotaging sub? Because at the first moment, it seems to be sabotaging someone's life. But deep inside, they are actually protecting the person. So if at some point of your life, you suffered so much for love. Then you decided, I don't want to suffer anymore. And you promise to yourself, I won't love again. Every time you make a statement with a strong emotion, that will be marked in your unconscious, in your physical body. And that's when a sabotaging sub is created. That entity in your unconscious will grow to protect you because you were not mature enough, emotionally speaking, to deal well with the disappointing situation. You were not able to deal well with reality. So how will that sub protect you from suffering again for the same reason, a love disappointment? It will avoid you to meet someone meaningful. So even if you try to find someone again, all the people that will cross your way, that you will attract or your sabotaging sub will attract to you, will be only people that won't be significant to you. You won't feel that spark, that click with them to fall in love, really fall in love. Or as soon as you realize who that person really is, how they really are, you will give up on them because you will realize, oh, they are not the type of partner that I want with me in my life. In practice, people think that they are just not lucky in love. They try to find a rational explanation like maybe they have a bad karma in love. Maybe their destiny is to be alone or whatever rational reason they find to try to comfort themselves. The thing is, somehow there is a cause affecting their lives, right? And the cause of everything is within us, even if you are not aware of this. And a sabotaging subject is way more powerful than a limiting belief. So it's not enough to try to change your belief, like saying to yourself, I deserve love. I deserve to be loved. 
as all those BS out there. No, if the real cause is a sabotaging sub protecting you from love because you were not able to deal with a partner in reality, you no, know, accepting their limitations or the way they really are because you are too immature or you don't have enough emotional intelligence to face the challenges of a relationship, well, the best way for you not to suffer is avoiding you to meet someone meaningful to you, right? And that's why we see so many people in relationships with someone they cannot really have. They fall in love unconsciously with someone in another relationship already, someone who lives very far in a distant place, uh, they are always involved. If they can really start a relationship with someone, they have this tendency for long-distance relationships, something, uh, a situation that is impractical. So it's a way to be protected of having to deal with an actual relationship with someone in person, right? Because let's face it, it's easy to have an online relationship, a long-distance relationship, only through the internet, right? It's completely different from living with someone under the same roof. Having to deal with uh, someone's manias or bad humor or whatever, everything, actually. So, either there is a hidden cause in their unconscious attracting this kind of situ limiting situations or they have a lesson to learn in this life what kind of lesson can it be something like um, learn to be alone you know learn to enjoy their own company and develop emotional independence the real cause actually is something that i can see identify in someone's birth chart and that's one of the reasons that I offer a free enlightenment call on my website because I can really identify the main challenges and lessons someone is here to learn in this life just looking at their birth chart. So if you want to clarify some struggles in your life, difficult situations you are always going through, if you want to understand the whys, the what fors, you can go to my website, gracyhoo.com, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O.com, and schedule a free 45-minute enlightenment call with me. You will give me your birth data so I can raise your birth chart, and at the date and time you choose, I will call you, we can have a conversation, and I will help you understand all those whys and what fors. And that will give you comfort at the end of the call because everything will finally make sense. But only if you really want to go deep into understanding things in your life, working on your self-improvement, you don't have to work with me after that because I will give you not only the explanation, uh, I will show you uh, the cause, the real cause of many things, troubles in your life, but I will give you a solution and you are free to do whatever you want. You are not obligated to work with me. For me, just shedding some light into other people's consciousness gives me so much pleasure because that's what I'm here to do. 
But uh, if you don't feel like going that deep into your self-improvement process, then it's up to you. I have nothing to do with this. I'm not responsible for your challenges, for your struggles. So you can do whatever you want with your life. Maybe you are not ready to that kind of awareness. Maybe you are uh, so busy right now with other things in your life. Maybe you are not mature enough. And that's okay. My purpose with this episode was to help you open your eyes on how sick romanticism can be and how this idea of a romantic love can be really a brainwash and that suffering for love is not beautiful, it's not nice. Any kind of suffering is not good, right? And any kind of suffering in life can be cured by letting go the illusion. Really, it doesn't matter if you are suffering because you were disappointed in your love life or in, in a friendship or with any situation in your life. There's an easy way to stop suffering immediately is letting go the dream, the illusion, because Suffering is directly proportional to attachment. So it is hurting right now because you are too attached to your illusion, to your dream, what you expected. And you are resisting to face reality and to accept reality. So let go the illusion and accept reality to stop the pain. I know it will require some discipline and willpower, but it's up to you, right? That's something that no one else can do for you, right? Stop the pain you are creating inside yourself. And if you are suffering with a platonic passion, platonic love, whatever, you are struggling with this. Well, I have a video on my IGTV, on my Instagram account, which is at Who. This video is called Three Quick Tips to Cure a Platonic Passion. There I give you a practical exercise to really cure a platonic passion. It's very easy and you know, practice leads to perfection. You can search for that video on my IGTV and I hope it will be helpful for you. Or someone you know who is suffering with a passion because passion is different from love. Passion is a projection of good qualities you deny and repress in yourself. Go watch that video. So, I just wanted with this episode to offer you a reflection about uh, romanticism and how it's important that you really pay attention to the fact that suffer for love is not okay. It's not as romantic as people, society in general think it is. So that's it for today. Stay well and we'll talk again in the next episode.